Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there way out there turning the unknown into cures culture and connections with each step forward so pack a bag a notebook and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further uc san diego learn more at ucsd.edu hi it's gabby reese and this podcast is powered by laird superfood it was created in our kitchen by my husband big wave surfer laird hamilton and it all started with a simple idea What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Saturday, October 7th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got all four games in the division series getting underway here today. We got the Rangers and the Orioles, Twins and Astros, Phillies and Braves, Diamondbacks and Dodgers. A full day of baseball, all the games staggered throughout the day, so plenty to talk about, plenty to get to here on today's show. Plan to get to if you're a reader and or a subscriber over at vcin.com. NBA betting guide came out a couple of days ago. Definitely make sure you check out that publication. NHL betting guide came out about a week and a half ago now, uh, nine days ago, actually, as that season gets underway here on Tuesday. Also, don't forget about our college basketball betting guide coming out October 23rd over there at vcin.com. The only way to get our guides is to become a vcin pro subscriber. So head to vcin.com slash subscribe also lots of nfl and college football content on a weekly basis over at the website not to mention i got stuff going all month long here with the major league baseball playoffs uh once that's over with we'll transition to some other stuff including a daily college basketball best bets piece uh so we got a lot of things coming your way over at vcin.com not only here this month but as we go throughout the end of the year and on into 2024 as well All right, so let's take a look at the Major League Baseball card here for today. I will preface this by saying I don't have any plays in today's game. I don't, or in today's games, excuse me. I don't have anything that I like on the betting board here. And as I talked about on Friday's edition of the show, I have some questions about all the home favorites here. You know, I mean, these are teams that have not played in essentially six days, and they've just kind of been watching and waiting and you know, really looking forward to getting back on the field and getting their you know World Series dreams started, but they had to spend time waiting throughout the wild card. And even though there are some situations where you know the teams that won the wild card series maybe aren't able to put their best foot forward in terms of their game one starting pitchers, because all of those series ended in sweeps, we don't have any compromised bullpens for any of the underdogs or anything like that. In fact, I think the favorite bullpens could be compromised a little bit more because those are guys that haven't pitched in quite some time. So 
that is something that we have to factor into the equation here for these games coming up on Saturday. I am recording this about 1145 Pacific time here to get this out early with that 10 a.m. first pitch Pacific time between the Rangers and the Orioles. So I want to try to get this show out early for you. Lines may have changed by the morning. That's definitely a possibility. So just want to mention that here at the top of today's show. Before I get into these games specifically, I just want to reiterate some of the things I'm looking for in terms of playoff wagers. A lot of times I'm looking for live betting situations, looking for those trigger points that can become worthy of a bet, a starter looking tired, a manager asleep at the wheel, uh, you know, team turning a lineup over for maybe the second or third time at the top of the order, stuff like that. Just looking for some of those live betting opportunities where it can be tough to make a pregame play here because... You know, even though a lot of lines, especially in the regular season, are very much predicated on the starting pitcher, starting pitchers don't work as deep here in the playoffs. You end up with a lot of games that are decided by the bullpens. So bullpen usage is very important. Pitch counts out of the bullpen are very important. All of those things can be levers that you can pull in terms of a live bet to make. Make sure you're looking at those live series prices as well. That's definitely an important thing for you to keep in mind. You can find some good betting opportunities with those. Also, try to handicap the managers, you know, try and see how aggressive these managers will be in these high leverage situations, because a lot of times those decisions can increase or decrease a team's win probability. So that is something that you want to factor into the equation to be sure. And the last thing here, and, and maybe the most important, when you think about the run environment for the postseason, it is very, very much driven by the home run, because at this time of the year, you look at these eight remaining teams here. I would say outside of Arizona, all of these teams have very, very good pitching. Uh, Texas, maybe a little bit of an exception as well, though I think Jordan Montgomery is really good, and they have some high upside arms in the bullpen. But for the most part here with these teams, really, really good pitching, high strikeout rates. The run environment in the playoffs is definitely a lot different. You're not getting as many hits. You're not getting as many walks. You're not getting the chance to manufacture a whole lot of innings. A lot of times it's the long ball. And strikeouts are magnified at this time of the year as well because you know if you can hit a two- or a three-run homer as opposed to a solo shot, that's a really big deal. That's a very big swing here in what is largely a compressed run environment. So all of those things worthy of keeping in mind here, not just for all these Game 1s or as these Division Series go along, but also for the Championship Series and the World Series as well. So if you missed it yesterday... Uh, and talked about, you know, kind of the series prices, some of the things that I was looking at here from a series standpoint. The Dodgers are up to minus 215 now. They were minus 205. Minus 215, I think, is still, you know, worthy of a bet. I think anything as we start to get higher than that, maybe not so much. But do you like the Dodgers in that series? Again, minus 205 is what I advocated, but minus 215, not all that bad. Series team total runs under 17 and a half for the Diamondbacks at minus 110. That was another play I talked about. Also, another play that I talked about on Friday's show over under strikeouts for the full series, pitcher strikeouts, that is Dodgers, Diamondbacks under 70 and a half minus 120. Those were the three pre series plays that I have. And as I talked about multiple times over, and as I will touch on again here, in this series between the Phillies and the Braves, where you've got the Braves, a massive favorite here with Spencer Strider on the mound in game one against Ranger Suarez. I'm looking for the opportunity to play Philadelphia 
potentially after losing game one. If they win game one, then I won't have a whole lot of line equity in terms of taking them for a series price. But if they lose game one, as the line implies that they will, I think taking them from game two on, pretty good play to make with two Zach Wheeler starts, one Aaron Nola start, maybe one Ranger Suarez start thrown in there as well. But I think that's the way that you want to look in that Phillies and Braves series is look for the Braves to win game one. But then after you get that Strider start out of the way, Max Freed, you don't know what he's going to do. Bryce Elder, no idea what he's going to do. Only one more Strider start in this series here for Atlanta. So that's the play that I'm looking for from a series standpoint. But let's talk about one of these games here. Then we'll take a short break. Then we'll hit the other three, beginning with the Rangers and the Orioles. And a little bit of a surprise here, as far as I'm concerned, with Texas opting to go with Andrew Heaney as the game one starter. Of course, Jordan Montgomery and Nate Yavaldi not available here because they were needed in the wild card round. So the Rangers go with Heaney out of the gate. Kyle Bradish, not surprisingly, getting the call for Baltimore. The question here to me is, I don't really think that Heaney is going to be out there a long period of time. I think what the Rangers did was that they decided, let's go with a lefty-righty here. Let's start with Heaney, and then we'll go with Dane Dunning. So I think this is going to be a piggyback situation here for the Rangers, where Heaney will get the start, and then Dunning will wind up coming into the game. And when you look at Baltimore here, when you look at Baltimore's usual lineup construction, you know, maybe it makes a little bit of sense to go with Heaney because then they're kind of forced into a decision of, you know, what they do in terms of some of their platoons, what they do with some of their bench guys, you know, all of that. Because when you look at this lineup, Gunnar Henderson at the top, left-handed batter, a couple of switch hitters in Rutschman and Santander. Ryan O'Hearn is a lefty. Aaron Hicks is a switch hitter. Cedric Mullins, another lefty. So, you know, you've got some guys here that are left-handed. You've got some guys here that hit better from a platoon standpoint from the left side. So I think Texas feels like without Jordan Montgomery and Nate Uvalde, they can put their best foot forward with Heaney, likely followed by Dunning. So that's my thought here and potentially the thought process that Texas had where Heaney comes in 415 ERA, 448 expected, 466 FIP. Did not allow an earned run over his final nine and a third innings pitched. Dunning, of course, a negative regression candidate throughout most of the season. Seems like a lot of that kind of did happen late in the year, especially with that nine-run start that he had, I believe, against Houston. So, you know, maybe this is a situation where the Rangers are, you know, trying to cobble something together here. But Kyle Bradish has been really good. 283 ERA, 379 expected, 327 FIP. Since the start of June, 245 ERA, 294 FIP. Over a strikeout per inning a workhorse type of guy. Look, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people will go into this thinking that Heaney and the Rangers, you know, are maybe up against it a little bit more than the line implies. But like I said, I think Heaney pitches two or three innings here. They turn it over to Dunning. They try to leverage the bullpen. I think that's the plan here for the Rangers. So this game is probably priced pretty fairly, to be totally honest with you. I think we could see some Baltimore love by the morning with Bradish. We've already seen a little bit of Baltimore love anyway but I guess we could potentially see a little bit more. But no play for me in that game, but I think the Rangers making a very interesting decision. Let's take a short break. We'll come right back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. All right, we are back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VSIN family of podcasts. I wouldn't call this next decision a surprise, but it was not really what I expected the Twins to go with, but I give them credit because I think it is ultimately the right decision here as they start Bailey Ober in game one against Justin Verlander Astros about a dollar 55 favorite in this one total of either seven and a half or eight depending on where you look and I will say with Joe Ryan expected to be the starter in this game this total was eight did come down to seven and a half here with the twins opting to use Ober, which maybe you know if you're using the betting market as a gauge maybe the twins are making the right decision here to send out Ober. so with Verlander 322 ERA, 366 expected, 385 FIP. Another good season for him. But his 21.5% strikeout rate was the lowest that he's had since 2015. 
Now, Verlander was solid, but his career really took off in Houston when he added a lot more strikeouts here. He's not the same dominant strikeout per inning guy in 202 batted ball events with the Astros. Gave up a 43.1% hard hit rate, 11.9% barrel rate after that trade from the Mets around the trade deadline. So I thought, you know, this is kind of an interesting one here with Verlander where, you know, the contact management metrics really don't look all that good. But here's the thing. Verlander still has good stuff. And the Twins are a lineup that strikes out a ton. They've struck out over 26% this season, led the league in strikeouts. That's something that could ultimately help with the ceiling here for Verlander in this start. So I'll be curious to see early on if he's generating lots of swings and misses. If he's not, that may be an opportunity to live bet on Minnesota here because the Twins did hit 233 home runs during the regular season. Verlander is a fly ball type of guy, and if he's not getting those swings and misses, that gives the Twins a much better opportunity at scoring runs here. With that being said, I mean, they didn't generate a whole lot of run scoring opportunities in their wild card series against the Blue Jays. They won that series by a combined score of five to one. They only had two extra base hits in two games. Both of them were Royce Lewis homers in game one. So, you know, the Twins aren't really creating a lot of run scoring opportunities, but if they can hit some home runs off of Verlander, that will change the dynamics of this game to be sure. So Ober gets the start over Ryan, probably a really tough decision because Ryan outside of a seven start stretch in which he had an ERA over eight, gave up 17 home runs and 32 and a third innings pitched outside of that. He was pretty good, but both of these guys here are fly ball types of guys Both of these guys are right-handed, but right-handed batters performed better against each one of them. The difference is righties were a lot better against Ryan than they were against Ober. So I think that's the decision here for the Twins is looking at this and saying, you know what, we're going to kind of pick our poison here to some degree, but we're going to pick the lower dose of poison with Ober, who pitched really well. I mean, he hasn't allowed more than two runs in a start. Uh, He's only done that once, actually, since August 9th, 343 ERA, 396 FIP. Six foot nine guy gives the Twins a bit of a different look here in this game. I frankly just think they looked at the splits. They looked at the situation and said, you know what? Against this particular lineup, against this Houston Astros team, Ober gives us the best chance. So that's what they went with here. Honestly, I don't dislike the decision. I, I really, truly don't. And I think that. You look for a live betting opportunity on the Twins if Verlander's not getting the swings and misses, not getting the strikeouts, but I don't have anything pregame here in this one either. We move on to the Phillies and the Braves. Rangers, Suarez, Spencer Strider in this one. Strider and the Braves, a little over a $2 favorite at DraftKings, total of 8.5 in this one. No Zach Wheeler, no Aaron Nola. They will be the Game 2 and Game 3 starters, respectively, for the Phillies, but Suarez going out there in game one, Strider heading out here for the Braves, and the Braves do have a lot of uncertainty beyond their ace here in Strider. Suarez is left-handed. That's definitely the concern. Atlanta led the league in batting average, on-base, slugging, WOBA, WRC+, and other offensive statistics against lefties throughout the course of the season. So that's why this line is as high as it is, even though I think a lot of people do believe that the Phillies are very live in this series and probably believe that the Phillies are live in game one as well. 
Strider finished the regular season 302 expected ERA, 285 FIP, but a 386 ERA. So that wound up making the NL Cy Young Award a runaway for Blake Snell. Strider did have a 567 ERA over his final six starts, but he really didn't pitch that bad. Just fell into a lot of negative negative sequencing luck. And that's been a big part of it for Strider here throughout the course of the season. His FIP, his expected ERA, always going to be really good because of all the strikeouts that he generates. But sometimes, like anybody else, the hits get clustered. You know, maybe he loses his release point, something like that. And all of a sudden, a few runs wind up scoring and his ERA balloons up to 386. There is, in my estimation, an inherent bias in the betting markets against Strider because of that high ERA, even though the advanced metrics looked a lot better. So I think that there will be people that do come in on Philadelphia here getting that big plus money price. As I mentioned, I'm looking to bet Philadelphia for the series after game one here because I think it's difficult for Suarez. You know, 418 ERA, 436 expected, 395. The one thing, the two things I will say for him, the first is did have a strikeout percentage increase from 2022 to 2023. That's always a positive. The second thing is 48.5% ground ball rate. That's quite solid. And that's the thing with Atlanta. You know, you want to keep them from elevating the baseball, hitting those line drives, driving the ball for power and extra base hits. If Suarez is able to do that and survive and cancel out Strider, that Phillies bullpen is a very solid unit. And again, they're rested because they've had two days off since finishing up their wild card series. So I can't hate on anybody for trying with the Phillies here today. Selfishly, again, I'm hoping that the Braves win game one so I can get that big series price on Philadelphia. No play for me in this game. But as I said, I do think a lot of people really truly believe that the Phillies are very live in this series. The only game where we've known the pitching matchup for a while because it was announced previously, Diamondbacks and Dodgers, the late game of the night, Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw in this one. Kershaw and the Dodgers, about $1.98, $2 favorite out there, total of eight in this one here. This will be Clayton Kershaw's 32nd career postseason start. It will be the first for Merrill Kelly. So very interesting to see how that plays out here. Not really expecting that long of a series here. As I talked about before the break, I like the Dodgers for the series. Diamondbacks under team total run 17 and a half under 70 and a half strikeouts for the full series. I just don't think that this thing is going to go super long. Also, both of these teams do make a lot of contact. So, you know, that's something that could kind of cut down on the strikeout rates here in this series. Merrill Kelly, since coming off the IL from having a blood clot, came back on July 25th. 338 ERA, 387 FIP, basically in line with his full season numbers. He's pitched well for the most part. I mean, I don't believe in team versus pitcher stats. He's definitely had trouble with the Dodgers throughout his history. I'm sure that will be cited by touts and other previewers and analysts for this game. To me, I'm not necessarily all that worried about it. Teams change, players adjust, all of that. The sample sizes typically aren't significant enough. What I am concerned about is that Merrill Kelly allowed a 51.6% hard hit percentage over his final four starts, 11 runs on 18 hits, seemed to be battling a bit of a velocity roller coaster. It went down, then it went back up. I don't know if maybe he's getting a little bit tired or if he just lost himself mechanically, something like that. But, you know, he's a guy that 
generally to me doesn't have a ton of margin for error. He's a very solid pitcher, but you know, kind of pitches to a little bit more contact. The swinging strike percentage did go up this season relative to his past seasons, but he can have some issues with walking guys and stuff like that too. The concern here though is I mean, I find it very hard to want to back Clayton Kershaw. 246 ERA, which is great throughout what he did during the regular season, but a 379 expected ERA, 403 FIP, 193 BABIP, 100% left on base percentage since returning from the IL on August 10th. Over his final eight starts, 45.3% hard hit rate, 12.6% barrel rate. So Kershaw pitching around a lot of hard contact over his final eight starts of the season here. Arizona was not a good lineup against lefties. They were a bottom 10 unit, but Kershaw was not locating terribly well coming into the playoffs. We'll see how the extended layoff does for him as a guy who his shoulder is basically just like ground meat at this point in time. And and manager Dave Roberts even acknowledged the fact that, look, it's not going to get any better. It's simply about management, largely about pain management and kind of the mental side of it for Kershaw. So we'll see how he fares here. In this one, the one thing I will say, and I kind of talked about this in my series preview, the Diamondbacks have a pretty big advantage on the bases in this series. They are the much more successful team when it comes to stolen bases. They are much more aggressive when it comes to stolen base opportunities. The problem here is Clayton Kershaw, who's in his I believe 15th or 16th big league season, has only allowed 85 stolen bases throughout his entire career. So even if the Diamondbacks are able to scratch out some hits here, I don't know if they'll be able to wreak any havoc on the base paths. I do lean very, very slightly to the over eight, despite the fact that I think this will be a low scoring series overall, just because this is a big spot for Kelly in his first playoff game. Kershaw, maybe there's a correction to all that hard contact that he's allowed. But honestly, I don't have a play that I like for any of these game ones. And again, a big part of it is I just don't know if I can trust these home team favorite bullpens being off for effectively a week. That's a very, very difficult thing to do if you are a pitcher. So no plays for game ones, you know, some serious stuff that I'm looking at, some props, some things of that sort, but no plays for game ones. We'll see what I have for game twos coming up on uh, Sunday. That'll be the American League. Game twos in the National League will be on Monday. So we'll see if I have any plays, but I am doing the podcast seven days a week here throughout the Major League Baseball playoffs. The article will go up on game days unless I'm doing series previews. So you can look for all that stuff at vcin.com and also wherever you get your podcasts. So that'll do it for me. going to try to get some sleep here, get rested up for the busy weekend in the sports world. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you to our podcast producer, Stephen Jung, for getting this done early in the morning. Greatly appreciate that. And I'll be back again on Sunday with another edition of vcin Daily Baseball Bets. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.